Hello, my name is Celine Yaffe, and welcome to Talk Law Podcast, a podcast for anyone interested in learning the truth about what being a lawyer is like. Joining us for this first for this episode is Darren Hahn, who is a partner at the Sussman Shank Law Firm in Portland, Oregon, and an incredibly smart person. Darren specializes in business, real estate, and construction law. Would you like to add anything? Um, no, I think you pretty much covered it there, so... Perfect. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. It is such an honor to have this conversation with you, especially because of all the really interesting work you've done. So starting off, what made you want to pursue law? What started your interest in what you do today? You know, Celine, I think a lot of it actually came, I grew up in sort of the, the Perry Mason and the LA law um, time frame. And watching those, you know, shows and seeing the, the investigation, the who done it, that sort of it <clears throat> enamored me with the law and got me at least interested was, was that. And then it was probably a process after that as I got to learn more about the law. Funny, I think that you're the first person I've talked to that said that like shows like, um, made you, that's really interesting because I agree with that. What made you later want to choose the law that you practice today? You know, it, it was sort of a process. Uh, my parents uh, had a Mexican restaurant. And so I became the um, assistant manager there and ran the business. And I really liked the entrepreneurship. And I then uh, in college, uh, went into college. I thought I was going to become a business major. I ended up becoming an economics major. Um, I, and I just was interested, went out for the debate team in college and, and did well there. And uh, again, it was a process. I had probably decided by the time I was 13 or 14 years old that I, I wanted to become an attorney. And so that sort of progressed into uh, sort of uh, focusing on business law and business litigation. Got it. Um... And what has been your favorite part of what you do? What has been like a rewarding experience? You know, I would probably say solving a problem that was a significant or major issue in a, in a client's life, um, allowing them freedom from that problem from restraining their life. Uh, one of the cases I had uh, a few years ago, I was called by an elderly man who had actually called his um, niece and indicated to her that he thought his daughter was stealing money from him. And so I went out to the hospital. Uh, he was in a, a long-term care facility, um, met with him. And it was an interesting scenario because the daughter uh, was trying to keep everyone away from the finances. She had been given a power of attorney many years before. Yeah. And, you know, when we asked questions, there was, again, the big hand up against us, which is always concerning. And as we started digging through, he was correct that she had, she had taken money, she had refinanced his house and taken money out of his house. She had altogether, we ended up getting a judge, uh, we and the um, conservator that we got appointed end up getting a judgment for over $2 million against the daughter. And we stopped basically that flow of money to the daughter. And he has since passed, but now the mother actually has funds to live on. 
oh my god that's crazy oh whoa um I mean that must be amazing though to feel that like reward of like helping like genuinely helping someone like and making their and their people's lives better it is and and, and obviously there there are other areas of the law such as transactions where you know you do a transaction and you're you get done and your client is happy that the transaction closed and there's a sense of accomplishment that's obviously important and and, and that's uh, a a a, a good way to to uh, feel when you get done with that, mm-hmm. but it's certainly different than a situation where you take you know a major problem or issue and and delve into that and solve that for the client. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what has been like your least favorite part of what you do, or like the worst? <laughs> um, I found out over the years that some attorneys and, and frankly parties. Um, they're overly antagonistic and sometimes that's their modus operandi. They try to deal with issues by being overly antagonistic because they hope the other side will just give in to them. And so, you know, when you deal with attorneys or you deal with parties and some of them have actually been my clients and I've had to you know, put the ear twist on them and say, no, we're, we're not going to do that. That's not appropriate. It's not appropriate for you to take that position. But having to deal with people who are basically making things worse than they need to be, because that is the method that they want to deal with an issue, that's obviously, you know, difficult to deal with. You know, and frankly, collecting fees isn't much fun either (laughs) (laughs) but it's not you know and and, and usually you know 90 percent 95 percent of the clients just just pay your fee and they're they're happy for for what you did for them and and there's always that that five percent that are the difficult ones that is that is very true um and what advice would you give to someone wanting to pursue a similar career path like you did you know, this is, I'm, I'm going to focus this somewhat on, on uh, a, a legal career, but it's really broader than that. It, it, it's for a professional career, uh, whether it's, you know, to be an attorney, to be a psychologist, whatever. And the number one thing I, <clears throat> I would say is you need a passion for knowledge, you know, be inquisitive, um, read everything. Whether it's politics, religion, science, history, up, stretch your limits. You know, um, learn about things. I, I just got done uh, reading a, a book called uh, "Building the Atomic Bomb." It was twelve hundred and some pages um, with footnotes. Um, but you know, it, it really it didn't just delve into the history, but it also delved into the physics of building the atomic bomb and the history of physics through the 1800s and into the early 1900s. And again, those types of things where you're stretching your comfort zone and learning, that's important. I would also say discuss, you know, politics, religion, science, history with everyone you can. Um, And I would say when you discuss Remember that you have two ears and one mouth, and we should usually use them in proportion. So listen to what the other side is saying. Um, Quite often, 
when someone starts talking, we start thinking about what we want to say and don't listen to what they're saying. And one of the things that you find out in the law is it's very important what your client, but also what the other side is saying. So focus on what the other person is saying. The other thing I would say is, it's also good to talk to people who don't share the same um, principles, don't share the same ideology as you, because sometimes we learn something from it. And, and we should, it's important to critically listen and critically acknowledge that sometimes how we have focused our perception is not always right. And it's, it's good to be able to pivot. Yeah, that is very true. That is very, like, one of the most well put together answers I've heard. You went to law school, correct? That's correct. Yep. What are your Nebraska. Go ahead. Oh, what, what's there? <laughs> Go Big Red. Go, Go Big Red. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on law school? Do you think it helped you long-term or do you sometimes wish you didn't do it and spent your time doing something else? So I'm, I'm going to answer that in two steps. First, I'm going to say, yes, it helps because it, it teaches critical thinking. Mm -hmm. But I think you need to start that process before you get to law school. So I would say in, in high school and college, take classes that force you to analyze and to write. Uh, English literature, um, government, economics, business, accounting, history. There's a lot of math that I deal with every day in the law. So take statistics, take algebra, logic, philosophy, as I had mentioned, I debated um, in uh, college. That was very helpful um, because it's that analyzing an issue and the critical thinking and thinking what the other side's going to, to um, um, present and, and how, how, how to uh, counter that. I think that's important. I think, uh, you know, to the extent that there are, my son was in ethics school. Um, I know, um, you know, the, the, the government or the constitution team type of, of um, programs are great in getting people to analyze, getting people to think on their feet. Um, it's interesting that a lot of my day is dealt with non-legal issues. Because when someone comes to you with a problem, they're not saying, I have a tort or I have a contract issue. They're saying, I have an issue. And quite often that issue will include torts and will include contracts and will include um, civil procedure. But it may also include psychology, what their brother did to them 27 years ago and why they hate their brother. In fact, I have a sister and sister fighting and I just had a, a telephone conference call with the mediator yesterday. And again, a lot of it was the family dynamics between those persons that is more important than the legal issues. Um, sometimes the business issues, you know, maybe in, an, in another uh, case, I had you know, three brothers that were fighting. And, and in that case, 
the business issues were very important. Who is going to be the one to make the business decisions? Who is going to be the one in charge? That was more important and, and more a part of the problem or creating the problem than the actual legal issues. Um, and, and sometimes in a, a business dispute, part of the problem is, is the business is doing poorly. And so therefore the math of it, you know, if, if your party wins, is there anything for your party to receive? So it's important to, to learn not just the legal areas, but also the sociology, the psychology, the business, the math of business and all that, and put that all into the problem solving um, for that, that client. So I suppose that this alludes back to like read everything. I mean, maybe the atomic bomb can be used in helping someone. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, well it, it was interesting in that book because the scientists, after they began moving the atomic bomb forward, became very, very concerned about how it would be used and who would have the final decisions with respect to using it and when and how. So again, yes, there, there, were, uh, there was a lot of psychology, sociology, uh, you know, general human dynamics in, in that. And, and obviously sort of the jealousies uh, between who would get the, um, the, who would become famous and who would be in charge of those types of issues. And quite often, those are many of the same issues that you have for instance, in, in a business dispute. Yeah. Um, who's going to be the last man or woman standing? Yeah. Um, one of the other things that I think is very, very important in whatever profession someone is practicing um, is to learn how to communicate, whether in writing or orally, and then actually do it. Many professionals are poor communicators. And so people don't know whether you're a good fill in the blank, uh, attorney, accountant, doctor, but they know if you timely return their phone calls. And if you are in their eyes, you're a good fill in the blank, attorney, accountant, doctor. And that's one of the most important things you can do as a professional is be timely in your communication and succinct in your communication and not talk over someone's head, but basically communicate the information they need to know in the easiest way for them to understand. Yeah, that, that is very true. And I think that that is extremely smart, as I previously said in my beginning, that you are incredibly smart. Um, are you allowed to talk about cases that you've done in the past or litigated in the past? Uh, yes, I, I am, because um, many of them are actually public, uh, because you actually file your um, documents with the court, and those are public uh, documents. You generally cannot have conversations about what your individual conversations were with respect to your client. That's a, protected by the attorney-client privilege, mm -hmm. but the general cases are um, can, can be discussed. So would you be able to tell me a few cases that were just like super interesting or like super out there? Well, <clears throat> I mentioned the Three Brothers case, and that was a case where the family, the, the father as a whole had been probably, um, 
had mental illness, but he had basically been the one that sort of took a, a small business and drug it along. And once he passed, the mother sort of stepped in, the matriarch of the family stepped in and built up quite a real estate empire worth $3 million or so. Her, the family had always been disjointed for lack of a better term, uh, that they didn't get along well. The three brothers, uh, when they came to me, were approximately 73, um, 69, and early 60s. And I ended up representing the oldest and the youngest brother. I represented the two good brothers. Of the three. <laughs> so, so what happened is, is that all of the assets were supposed to be divided up evenly. But the middle brother had always felt that the older brother had basically bullied him and had always pushed him around. And this was the middle brother's opportunity to basically show the older brother that he was someone. And so he filed lawsuit after lawsuit. We ended up having four lawsuits go to the Court of Appeals. We had uh, one uh, appeal go to the Oregon Supreme Court. Um, <clears throat> My clients prevailed on every single one of those lawsuits and claims, um, but it was terribly expensive, you know, many hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of attorney fees. And in the end, and, and the middle brother had seven attorneys during this process, which ended up being about four years. And in the end, it was divided exactly as had was specified in the mother's um, uh, estate planning documents, which was to be divided uh, one third, one third, one third, except the middle brother had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars of our attorney fees. So again, this really wasn't a case about the law. It was a case about human dynamics. And again, I think a lot of these cases, especially where family is involved, are cases about human dynamics and you know someone trying to assert their authority over others or to show uh, someone that they can't assert their authority over others. Wow, yeah, that is incredibly interesting. Um, I'm I'm currently reading a lot about psychology and I'm like thinking about like maybe saying that later on. Um, and it like a like in, it is used so much in every single profession. It's like crazy, and especially like that. Um, well, thank you so much. And here are some questions so that our listeners can get to know you a little better behind the scenes of the law. Um, who is your favorite musician? Um, I would have to say the Beatles as a whole, but the Eagles are real close. To I have a Beatles poster somewhere back there. <laughs> I, I agree. I love them. Um, and what is your favorite movie? Um, it would have to be between the original Indiana Jones and Sneakers. I have no idea what Sneakers is. What's it about? Sneakers is a movie about uh, sort of espionage. It has Sidney Poitier um, and it has Robert Redford in it. It's, it's a good one to check out on Netflix this weekend. <laughs> Okay, give the plug to Netflix. 
Um, and what is your favorite TV show? And this can also be like, what is your favorite law TV show as well, I suppose? I really don't watch TV much anymore. Um, I, I watch more movies, but as far as TV shows, um, Hmm, I'm trying to think. Probably Blue Bloods. <laughs> okay. Well, Again, the, the, the who done it to figure out, you know, the, the investigation. No, I agree. It is super interesting to see that whole process, like in like a 40 minute episode. Like, yeah. Well, and, and again, a lot for me, a lot of what is entertaining is how good the writing is, right? Mm -hmm. and, and to the extent that there's writers that, basically have created an aura of what next how do we how do we get through the process how, how do we process this claim this issue that's always sort of interesting to me do you think you would ever write a book about like you're just so well spoken like do you think you would ever write a book I, I've thought about it. Uh, right now, I, I don't have time. I'm practicing, you know, nine to 11 hours a day. And, um, <clears throat> but I've thought about it. <laughs> well, be on the lookout for that then. Um, again, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. It has been so interesting to learn about you and what you do. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Well, Celine, I very much enjoyed talking with you also. And I hope you're the very best. Thank you.